But there was a second meeting three days later. Number eight. More is known about the second meeting held three days later. The follow-up meeting was the 14th. And from that point forward, the Press Gazette covered the team probably as thoroughly as any paper in any pro football city. Cal wrote a story in the paper and, and calling for a meeting of, you know, of, of players that were interested. He actually listed a number of the players you know, and, said, and intimated that they better report. About 25 young Huskies showed up and they started practicing three nights a week. Who's going to pay for the uniforms? How's this going to get off the ground? You need money. Number nine. Lambeau was named captain. Calhoun was named manager. They were just starting an amateur town team. Indian Packing Company was going to sponsor them, and they were going to play football. Curly Lambeau is the organizer, the coach. He went to his boss, Frank Peck, and asked him if he would help with sponsoring the team. Reed to buy some equipment, some uniforms, probably provided some footballs. Indian Packing sponsored the Packers for two years. Both of those years were their semi-pro seasons. It was not any more glamorous. It wasn't any bigger than that. Mm. It's a meatpacking company, number 10. They had no employees other, other than Curly Lambeau. All their other work was done by volunteers, the businessmen in town. Actually, the Press Gazette served as the Packers' offices throughout the 1920s. The paper is writing about a team it is basically running. And its editors have a front row seat. What George Whitney Calhoun does for this town football team, he really drums up interest in them. Mm. Now you need more money. You need businessmen. So a typewriter salesman gets involved. Number 11. 1920. Things change. Neil Murphy, a local typewriter salesman, is named business manager. He took care of the scheduling of the teams, arranging with the managers of who would meet who and where on what dates, kept charge of the money. Murphy's first order of business is to get permission to build a fence around Hagemeister Park. Without a fence around a field where you got an athletic contest going on, it's pretty tough to charge admission. How do you build a fence? You get lumber donated and you have the Green Bay Press Gazette put an article in the paper all those interested in a fence around the field, bring your hammers to Hagemeister Park. <laughs> bring your hammers. I wish I was living then. I would have brought my hammer. Number 12. Turnbull and a local attorney by the name of John Kill call a meeting of local businessmen. Andrew Turnbull and some other business people came up with the idea of issuing stock on the team. The plan is, right from the start, to create some kind of a corporation it turns out to be a public corporation, a nonprofit corporation, to save the franchise, to keep it in Green Bay. And it became a community-owned team that was huge. And they issued 1,000 shares, around $5 a piece, and raised 5,000. The share of stock was 5 bucks, but you also got season tickets. That was enough money to keep the team going. Mm. And finally, the reason it's still in Green Bay is because the people owned it. There was not a single owner, because if there was they would have moved out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Number 13. It didn't take very long for them to realize that the Packers were something that could bring Green Bay some notoriety. Over the course of the next nine months, they created the Green Bay Football Corporation prior to the 1923 season. There was the whole aspect of it being shareholder-owned rather than by an individual. That's always made this team um, special in terms of ownership. If a single owner had gotten control of the Packers, the team would not be here. 
That's exactly right. What a great story, the Green Bay Packers, the small market, the mouse that roars, helping Africa in its famine, getting the mouse to roar. Live Aid, 1985. Essa Bagel, being rescued from the COVID-19 epidemic in New York by a tech guy, Goldbelly. Hey, I'll ship your bagels and you'll be able to stay in business. The best word to describe this is wonderful. It's a wonderful story when the big brother takes care of the little brother. Find that kindness in your heart. God has blessed you. It's time for you to pay it forward. And that's what we'll do. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show. Miss an interview or Doc's weekly story? Check it out on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Also, Doc's advice to callers on their aches and pains. Just type Weekend Warrior in the Facebook search bar, and you'll see Doc's picture in the listings. And thanks for checking out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. 